You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's talk about the Cavaliers, Jeff. Last night, I'm still trying to figure out what happened in that game. And I, I think we've been doing that a lot they lately. Lost. I, I, so I was there last night. It was just weird because... I mean, we had pretty good seats, and so I, you get to really see, I don't know, you get to see the movie star without the makeup on sometimes when you're sitting pretty close, and you just kind of watch, and you're like, pretty close, huh? Yeah, why are you, Nice. why is this happening? I kept thinking of that at some point. Um, it, it just felt like there was just, to me, you know, they, they built that great lead early on, and then we're barely hanging on after the end of the first quarter. They were up by two at the end of the first quarter. Then they're down five, and then they play decent in the third. They, you know, they're, they're um, in the third quarter, they won that quarter. And then you get in the last quarter, and they just got ice cold, man. Ice cold and just didn't seem like there was a rhyme or reason to the offense. You know, when – when Evan Mobley was getting close to the hoop last night, good things were happening. You know, he, he was laying it in. He was like little short jumpers. Like, like, that's all good stuff. But last night, it just seemed like, and I know, uh, I know Mitchell's a great player, but I mean, I, I just, there was no rhyme or reason to that last possession that they had, even though I know they didn't have a timeout, and I get it, and I understand it. Maybe you should have. Should have had a timeout left. Well, you usually want one for end of game if you can, if it's you can the hang on to one. chemistry issue, man. It's just like. Oh, I don't know about that. I, last night it was. No, you know what last night La- was? Last night sucked. I got to tell you. It sucked. You they the should have the won game? that game. Just the, the rhythm of the entire well, game, they yeah. never really got into it. I, I just, I never felt like. Well, neither did the Heat. Yeah, I the know. That's pretty why. pretty good for both teams. I, I don't know. I like I, Miami. I thought Miami looked good last night. I thought they looked, obviously, Miami's they looked a, better. Miami's a hell of a program, man. They are. They're tough. But look, here's well, here's the thing. The NBA has become, I think, at least fifty percent. We have a star player, give him the ball and get out of the way. I don't like that. You don't like that. Most people don't like it. That's what the league has become. And you pay you pay star players, you get star players so that they can win games for you. Donovan Mitchell got the ball, seven seconds left. Jared Allen tried to set a screen for him. Evan Mobley tried to set a screen. That was as close to a play call as you got. And if there was a play call, if they had something set up, it was and and they executed it, it was run off, you know, try to run off two screens and, and throw up a three. All right, well, you'll have that. You, know, you needed a three to tie. So that's desperation anyway. Right, mm-hmm. you needed a three to tie. You knew you were going to get a three. Could you have set up a play, you know, with without a timeout while Butler shooting his free throws, 
to run Darius off a screen or Donovan off a screen at the other end and actually pass the ball up the floor? Yeah, maybe. But there's no guarantee that works. No, you're down three, seven seconds left. So that, that's a tough situation. And the league has become, Andy, we saw it more than, more than anybody. Hey, okay, end of the game, what are we going to do? Give the ball to LeBron. What, then what are you going to do? Get out of his way. Okay, what happened? He won a lot of those games. True. You know? So, hey, it's the end of the game. It's the Bulls in the 80s. What do you, give it to Jordan? Yep, okay. What happened? He won a lot of those games. That's that's where the league is, and I prefer to I prefer to see the game played the way that I love to watch it played, and that is with five guys acting as a as one as a unit, you know, motion like crazy, ball movement like crazy. In that situation last night, you had seven seconds left. You had to go the length of the floor, and what you came up with was Darius or Donovan throwing up a three. Now. That in and of itself may not be something that gets you fired up, right? However, what did we see in Memphis the other day when Donovan was out? You saw 14 seconds left. No timeout was called. You went up the floor, and you didn't get a good shot off. Well, now that that was painful, wasn't it? And Chris Fedor had a stat, and, and again, who knows if this means anything, but these are just the numbers. Fedor's stat in the paper, Cavs are 4-7 and seven in games decided by three points or less. Does that mean there are young teams still learning how to put games away? That's what J.B. Bickerstaff you know, and talked about after the game. Yeah, I don't disagree with J.B. I think he's right. I think there's chemistry issues going well, on. Well, maybe, maybe that might be the case. But, you know, who, who knows? It's, it's not, though the Cavaliers are a young team, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, we're all on this team together last year with J.B. Bickerstaff. You bring in Donovan Mitchell, who's not a young player. He's not, a, he's not an old player, but he's certainly a vet. Uh, here's what J.B. said about learning how to close out games last night. End of game execution and understanding one another is, obvious, is huge. It's hard to win in the NBA, but we're still learning each other, and we're still learning how to play in games like this. And, you know, and experience is the difference for all of us, so we just keep working at it. Okay, you know, that, that sounds good. At some point, you need to win these games, clearly, and the Cavs have won their share, clearly. But four and seven in tight games decided by three points or less, according to Fedor. That's interesting. Get better at it, and they will. Well, I, I agree with what Chris Rose just told us, Andy. You know, he said, you look at this team, would you like their chances up against Brooklyn in a four or five first round matchup? No, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. I, I don't like him against Miami in Chris a four doesn't. or five game matchup. Do well, you? I don't either. I think Miami. I think Miami. And they're a game and a half behind right, us right now. I think Miami's one of the most underrated teams always because they just know how to play and know how to win. Spolster is a great coach. I, the other thing that was really super is. obvious on the floor yesterday is how smart Jimmy Butler is and drawing fouls and just being a, a, a wise veteran of this game and understanding how to make things happen for him when he's out on the floor. There were a couple that were like, and oddly, oh, yeah, we yeah. used to get those calls when we had LeBron. Oddly I remember enough, those. I think Jimmy Butler was the 30th pick in his draft. Hmm. He, he didn't play at all first year. I, I don't know. I have a bad feeling that, I mean, obviously, if this trend continues, they're going to find themselves 7-10. to 10. 
and in the playing tournament. I look, you look at their last what forty. You know, I don't. I, I mean, you, so the way that I, I would have to happen is the Knicks would have to get hot, or the, yeah, or the Hawks. See, and Andy, I. Here's That's the, the thing. only reason that I might have a little bit of hope that they can stay five six for the rest of the season, but they just. If we see what we saw last night, that makes me really believe that. They're leaning back towards that. I, I mean, Jeff, they're playing I think, 500 basketball right now. Oh, that's all right. And it is. I say that's all right because of this. You already had wins in the bank. You were 8-1, and one, right? You started off hotter than blazes. Well, you don't take those away. Yeah, they've been playing about, well, what was it now? It's over the last 20 games. They're 9-11. and 11. Okay, that's not what you're looking for. They are that, twenty three that, and twenty uh twenty four and I'm sorry, well, twenty three and twenty one in the last forty four. I I am not those are just facts. That's yeah. that's just the way it is. And under five hundred in the last twenty games. You'll have that in the NBA. You know, the team will get hot, you win five in a row, you lose two, you win four in a row, you're all of a sudden nine and two in your last eleven. So you have that. I don't think as the as all these teams are built right now, I clearly think you know the Celtics, Bucks, Seventy Sixers, and Nets are the, the top four teams in the Eastern Conference, and they're sitting top four right now. Mm-hmm. I think the Heat have every possibility of passing the Cavs. If the Cavs make a move, even if they don't, if one of the teams above them has an injury situation, I think the Cavs could sneak into the top four. But I, I think they're settled in right about where they should be right now, which is five, maybe six. I would be surprised if they end up in the play-in tournament this year. I, I think they're better than that. If they have nights like that, if they have nights yeah. like Golden State, if they're if they happen more often than uh, the better nights, they're going to end up in there. I, I just I, that's my fear. There's still a long way. Well, I should, I don't know. You tell me. Three and a half games in the NBA is that a long way from being in that next group? Uh, no, I just don't think the teams behind them, Andy, other than Miami are really capable of passing up the Cavs. I think the Hawks have some talent. The Hawks just haven't been able to get it together. They've, they've been pretty flat all year. But all of a sudden, you look at the standings, and there are other teams in the conversation. You mentioned the Knicks. And I don't like the Knicks, but they are only three and a half games behind the Cavs. And I do think the Hawks have, have some juice, but they're five games behind. And Washington's hot right now. They've won six in a row. I don't think Washington, Indiana was playing pretty well. They've they've lost a bunch in a row. They, they've not been good lately. So I, I truly do think the Cavs are a better team than probably maybe every team that's behind them right now, and with the one exception maybe of Miami. And we'll see what happens with the trade deadline coming up next yeah, week. Yeah, what players are expendable? That's what I want to know. 216-578-0092 or on Twitter at CLE Talking Ads. Baskin Phelps, 92.3, the fan. Jeff, do you think – and we were talking about the Cavaliers and their loss last night. Do you – is there any way that this team is playing survival mode? So what, many games to mean? play and that they're playing kind of where they need to be. We are lucky that we are healthy at this point, and we need to be healthy well, down yeah. the stretch and that maybe JB is, I don't know, looking at the big big picture compared to the little picture. I, I don't know. I, I, I just – I start to hear the heat get turned up on JB a little bit here over these last second losses. That Where'd they play last night? The Miami Heat. Nice. I see what you did there. I wasn't trying to do that. Um, you know, do, I, I, do you see it that way? No, but I see it this way. Okay. The Cavaliers 
road record, tied for ninth best in the Eastern Conference. This team has had, for whatever reason, trouble winning on the road. They have the best home record, second best now, in the Eastern Conference after last night's loss. All right, and they're 21 and six. Milwaukee's 21 and five. If I'm the Cavs and I see that for whatever reason we don't win on the road very much, at least in comparison to the other teams that will be playing in the postseason, what does that mean about the regular season for me? It means you better get in the top four. Bingo. And if you don't, and you're not good on the road, and Brooklyn comes in with a weight record of 16 and 11, something like that, well, good luck to you. Doesn't mean you can't win. I would think the Cavaliers, more than other teams in the Eastern Conference, Andy, need to win regular season games to try and get a top four spot. Because so far, and again, maybe they continue to grow up and mature and all that stuff, so far, they don't win on the road. At least not often enough where you'd feel confident about them not having home court advantage in a playoff series. So I I would try to win every regular season game I can and I think they are, you know, and you don't see the, you see JB coaching to win games. And I say coaching to win games because why? He plays his starters a lot of minutes. And that's, that's okay. I mean, it, he's got to win games. And I, I do believe that this team, home court advantage would mean more for this team in the first round than I think it would mean for Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, or Brooklyn or Miami. I agree. I concur with everything you're just saying. What does Mike in North Olmstead think? Hi, Mike. Mike. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, so one thing, I don't to be, but he's got a big problem on offense. I don't understand. We play the slowest pace in the entire league. We have an undersized backcourt. There are two best offensive players, and you're making them play against the other team's set defense every single time of course. You know, I watch these games, and there's so many times Mitchell or Garland are crossing half court with literally like just just barely not getting an eight-second violation. Crossing half court, 17 seconds left on the shot clock. I don't understand that philosophy or who JV thinks that benefits on this team. I get wanting to be a defensive team, but I actually don't think, even though the stats say they're great, I don't think they're a great defensive team. Allen and Garland are great. Or I'm sorry, uh, Allen and Mobley are great in the paint, but we don't have great perimeter defenders, and I think the defensive numbers are just a reflection of how slow they play and limiting possessions. So they need to play faster. I mean, you can't expect our small guards to come down, be looking at set defenses, and and. You know, Garland's not going to be able to break down and get to the rim all the time against, you know, a set defense. Same with Mitchell. So I just don't understand who JB thinks that slow pace benefits. And then also real quick, I, what are we doing out of timeout? You know, uh, Andy, you said you were at the game last night. Yeah. How many times did we turn over the ball out of the timeout? And how many times did the Heat – get either a wide-open three or a dunk out of a timeout. Oh, I agree. So, I agree. Can I get one more quick point? Sure. Uh, uh, Jeff, you said today's NBA, is it, a lot of it is just give the ball to your best player, you know, and get out of the way. That's true the last two minutes of the game. The first 46 minutes of the game, the NBA is running gun, and we don't do any of that. We get no easy baskets, like almost none. 
And I just don't think that benefits Levert. I don't think it benefits Garland. I don't think it benefits Mitchell, who are, you know, our best scorers. So that's, you know, that's kind of what I thought, and I wanted to hear what you guys thought. Yeah, I'll double down on the Levert stuff for last night. It just felt like, especially late when you, we needed a bucket, that he just didn't have a purpose. or or there, Unless that was the play that was designed, that he just – it didn't – he was just like, okay, coming down the floor. Oh, I got ball. Yeah. Oh, I got the ball. Okay, well, I'm shoot. Oh, I missed it. I, I agree with what Mike said. And what I meant, I was talking about late in games where it's give the ball to the star player and, and good luck to you. Sure. I also agree about the pace. You have, I mean, Donovan Mitchell can get up and down the floor and, and be effective. Same thing with Darius. And I love the idea of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley running the floor. And I, I would love to see, I would love to see a little quicker pace and little better opportunity for that however and this is Menigan's favorite thing and he's right it's one of the oldest things going in the NBA in, in basketball period the Cavs run the pick and roll beautifully they're really good at it that's a half court thing and they're great at it but you don't see it a whole lot late in the games Dana I was gonna bring that up that's the reason they play at such a slow pace is that they know that their their bread and butter is pick and roll and their bread and butter is put the ball in Mitchell's hands and have Mobley come up and set a screen, or have Allen come up and set a screen, and dump roll off to the, the basket. one of them, roll to the basket, yep. go from there. And the problem is they get into these two-minute situations, and I think some of it is adrenaline. The pace quickens. You're not as patient. You don't want to walk the ball down the floor to really set that stuff up, and that's where they start getting in trouble. It's just when, you're, when your best offensive play requires you to have to play slow and you're a great defensive team, I understand how you want to see it, you're just not built to get up and down the floor as much as your two small guards would like to. And Plus, they were stuck on 92 last night. Oh. Yeah. And, and to be specific, just so everybody knows, pace isn't just like running up and down the floor. It The, the pace stat deals with the number of possessions an NBA team has per game. And the Cavs are dead last in pace right now. So they have the fewest possessions per team uh, you know, per game in the NBA. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to. You can win that way. I mean, they oh, have. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the grit and grind uh, Grizzlies! Right, that was their that was their mo. They they you can and they have. I know we would just like to see better end of game stuff. How do you fix that? Is that coaching? Is that making sure you have a timeout at the end of the game? Is that being able to bring the guys back to the bench and draw up a play with seven seconds to go? I mean, last night that was not the best we, choice. We, we've of seen shots. some we've seen some really sloppy end of game stuff lately. And that's really fresh in everybody's mind. That's that's about the only thing I can say about that, Andy. Yeah, the coaching needs to be better. Yeah, the player execution needs to be better. It all needs to be better. But it, it's really it's really vivid in our minds right now. You know, the Cavs went to Memphis, gave themselves a chance to win against a really good Grizzlies team that had won what ten or eleven in a row when they when the Cavaliers yeah. had that chance late. You know, I'll, I'll still keep wondering. Wait a minute, you had fourteen seconds left end of timeout, and you didn't call it, and Darius dribbled, and he threw it to Karras, who threw it right back, and you heaved up an off-balance three that looked like it got tipped. That was your end of game? And then last night, it was not as blatant, Andy, but, you know, seven seconds left, and Donovan has to throw up a three. and Just, you know, it was not a great look. We'd all like to see more, okay? That's... We'd all like to see better end of game execution, and that that involves everybody. That's that's coaches, that's players, that's everybody. 
Yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, it was a good crowd last night, especially early on. And then, you know, you just kind of methodically, Eric Spolster just kind of took us down and kind of, and then we weren't making shots. I, you, I mean, they went ice cold at what around the 420 mark yesterday. And then they didn't hit another bucket. I don't even remember what the last bucket they hit was the three pointer. So, you know, uh, let's see. Mobley hit a free throw and then Carlin. Butler. So I, I mean, I'm just I'm looking. You know, that was a pretty long uh, dry spell that they hit in the fourth quarter that did not help them. I mean, they were again, like I said, they were stuck at 92 for forever. It just felt like, oh my god, can they just score a basket, please? Just score a basket. But the thing was, Butler wasn't over. I'm sorry, Butler and the Miami Heat weren't overwhelming there. They just they played smart basketball, got the good shot off at the end, and won the game. We easily could have won that game last night, especially if it would have played the way we did in the first quarter. They came out on fire yesterday. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be too easy. I didn't say it out loud, though, because I didn't want to jinx the team because that's not the kind of guy I am. I'm not jinxing the team, unlike Jeff. Jeff was. So our, our Twitter mentions powered by Shaib and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. You can always tweet the show at CLE Talking Heads. Real Xavier P. brings up a, a, a good question. Do you think having Rubio in at the end of these games might actually end up helping the Cavaliers just having a stabilizing force? I had hoped for that yesterday when I saw him on the floor. I was like, oh, someone's got to hit a bucket. I, they just need someone to. But it's, it's not even to hit a How bucket. How many it's, th- it's, it's to orchestrate. Exactly. Yeah. It's somebody mm-hmm. when you start getting the adrenaline and the panic and all of that kind of stuff that comes with the end of a game, mo- you know, and the pressure of having to get a shot up. Here's somebody who's been there before, done that before, mm-hmm. knows how to operate the offense, and even in the but so does know, Donovan, and so so do Dar- and Darius. Yeah, they You'd think, but this continues to Le- just fall to crap. If I can just if I can just throw this one out about last night, okay. I, I didn't like the shot. You didn't like the shot. Nobody liked the shot. I wish they had a timeout. You know, you didn't have one. Seven seconds. You're going up the floor. I would have liked to have seen something other than it's in one guy's hands and he's going to try and jack up the best shot he can get. I'd like to see you try to run something. All that said, that's a really difficult situation. And I, to me, it's, it's a different situation than the one you had in Memphis, you know, when you were in Memphis, because you had 15 seconds and a timeout. Right. So you had double the time and a timeout, and you still didn't end up with a shot. And you didn't use your timeout. You know, I mean, that game in Memphis, if they bring it up and they don't have a shot, call a timeout with five seconds left. All right, then draw something up and go go work a play. I I just, I'm all for trusting your players, but you've got to get a good look. You, you get a decent look, Andy, and you miss. Okay, that's okay. It was a tough shot for Donovan last night. It was an even tougher shot for Darius in Memphis. And, and you need, and hopefully the Cavs will figure it out. You need to learn how to win those games. And the whole young team thing, okay, except for one thing. And tell me if, if you agree or if this is valid. You've got your core four players, right? Okay. Um, the only guy who I consider a really young guy there is Evan Mobley. Darius okay. is in his fourth year. Donovan is, what, in his sixth year? Jarrett, I think, is in his sixth year. You have some experience there. At what point do you become veteran enough where you can't say, hey, we're a young team and we need to do this? I I don't know. And I I don't know if you can say we're a young team because Donovan's only been here this year. 
because in, in the same breath, everybody has said, boy, Donovan's made such a great difference on this team, which he has. He's, he's tremendous. But, okay, so I, I don't know that you can keep going young. You know, well, we're young. We're young. We're, you know, what you are is you didn't execute at the end of the game. Agree. I, I mean, you hit that one bucket at the end, everything changes. Just your whole psyche on the team today changes. Uh, coming up in the next hour, Ben Golliver, national NBA writer for the Washington Post, joins us. Plus, uh, we're going to talk about some Hall of Fame next. Baskin and Felton. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 